It's your boy Drew Moore, and I'm back for more talk, baby. It's your boy, Drew Moore. So I've been having a few conversations the last couple of days, and the conversation is ironic because I've been having the exact same conversation with different people. And these are conversations that I just started. Some of these conversations came to me, and I have went to others, but... It wasn't something that was a domino effect that I was having this conversation where I decided to have a talk with someone else. It just so happened that the same conversation kept coming up, if you get what I'm saying. So I, I feel that it is a necessity to have this conversation with you because it's kind of bothering me and it's kind of making me feel a certain way because... Let's, let's just go ahead and jump right in because I don't, I don't want to take too much of your time. So let's go ahead and jump right in. You, you, you were born and you were raised by someone. I don't care if it was mom, dad, big mama, grandma, uncle, aunt, friend, you were adopted. It doesn't matter who raised you. You were raised by someone. And you were taught certain things that became habits in your life. Let me give you an example. I have dogs. I have a small dog and I have a big dog. A great big dog. Mastiff. Right? And I have a little Aussie Palm. He's an Australian Shepherd bitch with Pomeranian. You know? So he's very small. Now, you were taught growing up, most of us that had dogs, that when a dog is eating, you don't bother that dog. You let him eat. But as I got older, I learned differently. I learned that is not good behavior for animals. Yes, we allow them to eat their food, sure. But there comes a point where I may have to walk up on my dog while he's eating and he better not even growl at me. But see, growing up, you were taught, you leave him alone. When he's done, then you can do what you got to do. But as an adult, I was taught, I should be able to stick my hand in my bowl. So don't my mastiff, I have an Italian master of a Cane Corso. I go right now, as he's eating, I stick my hand in his bowl and rub my hand on his mouth. I play with him. I do whatever I want to to my dog, and he will not even growl. He won't bite. He won't do anything to me. Why? Because I trained him that way. He know who feeds him. He know who's ta who takes care of him. He knows how to handle me just like I know how to handle him. Now, my Pomeranian, I didn't have since birth. I got him when he was 
one years old, two years old. He's now three. So when I got him, I would just feed him and normally I'd go about my business. But guess what? I decided one day that I need to go near him and he growled at me while he was eating. Bear with you, I'm going somewhere. He growled at me. So now I had to recondition his mind. Thank God that I knew how to do that. So I had to let him know who's the leader of the pack in this home. That's me. You don't go against me. So I had to literally get on my hands and knees because he's small. And I had to get in his position on all fours. And I had to square up with my Pomeranian. No, it, it sounds funny. But because dogs are ancestors of wolves, they have a thing about them that when they're in dominance, you have to know how to handle them. So for me to handle him, I had to get on all fours and tower over him. And as soon as he got ready to bite me when I stuck my hand near him, I had to check him. And then I then I towered over top of him. And I, I, I literally started growling at him. And even though he was growling, I stood my ground. I stared in his eyes as he stared at me. And I let him know, I have no fear of you. You do what I say do. I run this. To this day, I can go put my hand in his bowl. I have no issues. I have no issues anymore. As a matter of fact, when I come near his bowl, guess what he does? He submits. He backs off. He'll stop eating. He'll back off until I'm done doing whatever I'm doing. And then when I walk away, he walks back to his bowl. Why do I say that? I say that for a couple reasons. We have to, in life, recondition our mind from what we've been taught all these years. What you've been taught was okay for then because you were a child and you didn't have to do much as a child. But as an adult, there are things that you have to do in life that you got to recondition yourself. You can't have the same mindset that you had when you was 12 years old. You can't have the same mindset and do the same thing you were doing when you were 10 years old. It doesn't work when you're 20, 30, and 40, and 50 years old. It doesn't work that way. You have to change your mindset. This is why some of you can't be successful right now. Because you have not reconditioned and retrained your mindset to be an adult. You're still acting and dealing with life as if you were a child with the same mindset. Now, this time in life... You have to confess what you want. The Bible says you will have whatever you say it. You still run around calling yourself broke. I'm broke. You make me sick. I'm tired. I had enough. You get on my nerves. If it ain't one thing, it's another. You bring all these things in your life 
by the confessions that come out of your mouth. Your confessions starts your course of life. And the more you say those things, the more you speak them into existence. Whatever you want out of life, you have to begin to confess it. You have to retrain your mind of saying those negative thoughts that we think don't mean nothing. They're just a saying. They're not just a saying. There's nothing in life that you say is just a saying. Whatever you say is what you're going to have. You got to be the lender and not the borrower. You still, you, you grew up watching your mama go next door, your grandmama go next door and say, let me borrow some sugar, baby. You got some flour? I, I ran out, I, I'm making some Kool-Aid and I ran out of sugar. Let me borrow a cup. We all, we all been there. Hey, go next door and ask Johnny May, can you get a cup of sugar? I'll repay her later. When I go to the store, just a cup. Sometimes you'll go with the cup. You got Johnny May got to give you a cup. You're always lending. You're always borrowing, and you're not lending. You've been so conditioned to just ask somebody for what you want, and then we'll say, you have not because you asked not. But ain't nobody asking you. Why? Because you're always asking somebody. You're never on the giving end. You're always receiving. God has not put you in a position for you always to be receiving. He needs you to give. The only way you can give is if you have it. The only way you can have it is you got to confess it in your life and work towards it. I in the head and not the tail. How are you going to be the head? The only way you're the head is that means you're going to be a leader. How are you a leader if you don't have the proper information to lead? Leading what? Leading everything. Let's start with the financial piece, the financial literacy. How many know about finances? How many, how many truly know about debt? Debt to income ratio. How many, what quad do you live in? I asked somebody that before, they said, what do you mean? You don't know what quad you live in? So I had to do a breakdown on the four quads. What quad are you living in? Look it up. Find out what quad are you living in? We have to educate ourselves in knowing where we're doing, why we live the way we do, and the reason why we continue to go to where we're going. You can't be a leader and teach on anything if you have no understanding yourself on where you even living. How many of you, your young kids now have bank accounts? Some of y'all open up bank accounts, your kids, they mean you're using it. Your kids aren't even using it. Your children should have bank accounts. They should understand what's the difference between a bank and a credit union.
They need to understand what investments are. Some of, some of you guys have teenagers. They don't even work. This ain't about how much money they're making. This is about responsibility. Teaching them at an early age what it is to be responsible. See, we thought, we think credit is how we're supposed to live. Credit is not how we're supposed to live. Everybody based things on credit. As long as you got good credit, this is what you can do. They're wrong. But you don't know that because you've been taught one thing all your life. And that's just to, oh, have good credit so you can buy a nice house. Have good credit so you can buy a nice car. Well, have good credit so you can go in debt and be repaying it for the rest of your life. The rich don't get rich based off of credit. It's time that we do some research and understand how we're supposed to live and the way God wants us to live. If you always in debt, you are a slave to the lender. So if you're always a slave to the lender, do you think everything's going to be based off of our credit? Because our credit is what puts us in debt. Your credit is only supposed to show that you are responsible enough to pay something back when something is given to you. That's what it's for. It's just a report card to show your responsibility. Just like you're in school. Are you responsible enough to get your homework done? Are you responsible to go take care of the business? Are you passing your test? What, what, what does your life look like in school? That's what your credit is for. It's a credit report. It's your report card to show your responsibility. But we look at it as a mean of living. We use it as a mean of living. And that's what people teach you. They, they, they use it as a mean of living. Why? Because that's how they make their money. They make their money off the ignorant. Because they know you don't know any better. So they put you in this position to go ahead and buy up everything. Say you got good credit. Do what you want to do. And you go to town buying up everything. And then you think you're doing something because the bank sends you three different credit card offers. Says you qualify. This ain't, this ain't a financial seminar. But what I'm showing you is how you have to recondition your mind. It's okay. I know somebody's already out there debating me. It's okay. I understand. Because they haven't reconditioned their mind. Is what I'm trying to explain to you right now. You're going off what you think you know, what you've been taught, and you don't know anything else. You have to get in the grind. You've got to dig down up in them trenches and get to work and understand some things so you can be the head and not the tail. So you can teach your children differently so we can break these generational curses. Then we always say the rich always getting richer. 
Why are they always getting richer and the poor staying poor? Why? Because we understand differently. You're not trying to understand what they understand. In order to do that, you have to do some study. You got to pick up some financial books. You got to pick up some leadership books. You got to pick up some business books. You got to do whatever it takes to do what they're doing to get what they had. But we rather stay comfortable in our comfort zone and can be doing but just complain about what we don't have. Or why it's not given to us. Again, you're trying to be a borrower instead of a lender. You're looking to see what you can get out of the situation. It's the same thing in relationships. Me and my brother were just having this conversation yesterday. It's the same thing in relationships. You jump into a relationship to see what you can get out of it. This is why relationships don't succeed half the time. If you're going to jump into a relationship, jump into it knowing what you're going to give and what all you're going to put into the relationship, not what you can get out of it. This is not about what you can get out of it. That's why you always say, oh, he makes me, he makes me feel like this or she makes me feel like that. Well, how do you make that person feel? Do you make that person feel good or do you make them feel bad? That's what you need to talk about. See, we don't have a conversation because we always on the receiving end. It's a habit of being on the receiving end. It is time out of you being on the receiving end. Gimme, 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 gimme. You go on your job and you do the same thing. You wonder how much you can get for the hours that you put in instead of finding out what can I do, how much can I do in those hours And then ultimately, they will pay you for what you've done. And it may not pay you right away. You may put more time in within those hours to do more than everybody else. Great, wonderful, fantastic. You should be going above and beyond all expectations. This is how promotions come about. This is how raises come about. You're looking at what you get out of the job instead of what you can give to the job. I don't care where you work. If you're a janitor, you better be the best janitor ever. If your job is just to sweep the floors, then you better start mopping them and cleaning the bathrooms too. You see that screw? Go in there and fix it. Screw it in. Put that knob back on right. Don't just walk away from it. If you're the lunch lady, then be the best lunch lady there is. You may have to come out from that kitchen and make a personal delivery. Go ahead and sit down, baby. I'm going to bring your stuff out, too. Have a, just have a seat. I'll be right back. I'll take care of that for you. The food kind of cooled it off. Let me go ahead and warm this up for you so you don't have a, a, a warm lunch. Let me make sure you got a hot lunch. Be the best burger wrapper you ever been. Be the fastest one you ever been. This is about dynamic change.
This is about making a difference. This is about being the difference. But you have to reshape your mind. My brother asked me one time, he said, my oldest brother, he says, I want to ask you something. Since you were young, you always held high positions when you had jobs. How? I said, because I went above and beyond everything. I never settled for what they gave you. I've always did a lot more than everybody else, and I purposely did a lot more. Yeah, I purposely did a lot more. I didn't look like everybody else. I didn't talk like everybody else. When everybody else was doing one thing, I made sure I was a leader. I was always noticed. When we had to read scripts, guess what? As an employee, I wrote the scripts. I rewrote scripts and presented them to my company. and said, hey, I think this works a lot better. This is what's been working for me. Can we use this as well as using yours? Can we have options? Sure. Then they make a big presentation. Hey, Andrew has rewritten scripts. And so on and so on. No matter what company I came into, I never held a small position. Everybody ended up answering to me. I hired them. I fired them. I trained them. I was the corporate trainer. I was the GM. Just about any position you can think of, I held it. Besides being the owner or running the districts. I held positions. Why? Because I didn't settle. I grew up with a certain mentality. It wasn't the best mentality. Because that's how we were raised. Raised with a mediocre mentality. So we did mediocre things. And then we said, how great thou art. How great is God. But as I got older, I understood there was a lot more that I had to do to even say, how great God is. How great thou art. Yeah, he is great, but that fruit ain't showing up in your life, Drew. That fruit ain't showing up in your life. So how great is he? You saying that, but your life don't produce that. I, I found it was more than just a saying. It had to be a lifestyle that I had to create. I had to recondition and reform my mind. I had to put it back on the wheel and reshape it and, re and remold myself into a different brand, but I had a, I had a foundation that I was using for, and I took that foundation and I built upon that foundation. But I didn't stay down in that foundation because I knew there was some more bricks that had to be laid to build the house that I wanted to create. See, your your family, your parents, your 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 guardian, whoever whoever raised you, gave you a certain foundation. They gave you the foundation. They did not give you the house. They gave you a foundation. You must build upon the
that foundation. That foundation is to make sure that nothing falls apart. Now what you build upon that foundation, you have to make sure it doesn't fall apart. But you got your foundation, you have to be solid on top of a solid foundation. If your, your foundation wasn't solid, you may have to break down and build another foundation. And if you do, it's okay. But you don't let nothing stop you. You let your confessions go to work for you and you work according to your confessions. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am the lender and not the borrower. Whatever I say, I will have. If I want to be rich, I can start working towards being rich. I will never say again that I'm broke. I just have to find ways of being rich. So now I say, Lord, give me creative ideas. I didn't ask for money. I'm not asking for money. I'm asking for creative ideas. My creative ideas will present me with more money. I don't need money. I need the mindset. I need the thoughts. The creativity. As long as I have those, I can produce the skills. I can produce more income. As long as I have income, I can have an outcome. And my outcome produces more income. Did you get that? Whatever's on the inside of me has to come out. It has to be burnt out. It's like a child. You have burnt a child in you. That child has to be burnt out. Whatever that child does in life produces what comes from within. Whatever that child does, whatever you do is how you're going to survive and how you're going to make it in life. It's going to produce some type of income because of your outcome. So my parents have laid a foundation for me. Now what I have to do is build upon that foundation. Now, this, you know, we all have different type of houses. Some of us have brick homes. Some of you have homes with siding or made out of wood. You know, there's even different types of bricks. Different weight classes of bricks. You know, it all depends on how your house is made is going to determine what's going to happen when that storm comes. Same thing with your home, with your life, and how you transition through life. See, back in the 70s, what my parents taught us was okay for back in the 70s. But guess what? We live in 2020. Things have evolved. 
now, it is crazy how I've been through all, I've watched transitions of life happen directly before my eyes. When I was growing up, there was no computers. A computer, then we, when we found, then we found, computers came about, they were so digital, you see, it was like little dots. You just type, and these green letters come across the screen. Then it went to black and white. Now everything's in color. You can communicate. You can email. You can send things to the cloud that you don't have to see unless you want to pull it back out the cloud. I can transfer information. I can save information. I can download it. We went from a floppy disk to a CD to a little thumb drive or junk drive that you can put right in your pocket and walk away. You see how things just evolve? Things change at a rapid pace. You have to be prepared for the change. That means you got to stay rooted and grounded in your word and what you're doing in order, to, in order to understand how to move in life. But if you're still confessing the same thing that you've been confessing since you was 10 and 12 years old, that your parents have been telling you, you're going to be in trouble. It's time for a change. This ain't about borrowing sugar no more. You may be planting some seed in the ground so it'll rise up on your behalf and go to work for you. You better start changing your confessions and start saying some positive stuff in your life so you get some positive results. There is no more, you make me sick. Take it out. There is no more what goes around, whatever happens just happens. No, take it out your vocabulary. There is no more. Oh, if it ain't one thing, it's another. Take it out your vocabulary. It's time out for those actions. It's time out for those confessions. It's time to start calling yourself rich. Greatly empowered. Don't you know that you are heir to the throne? You are king of a king? We say those things, hey king, good morning queen. Do you really mean it? Do you know what it means when you say that? You are an heir to the throne. Hold your head up high. Understand and get some knowledge and be educated about life and walk with your head up high. No matter if you've got a dime in your pocket, you better walk like you've got thousands in your pocket. And you confess every day, I am richly and empowered. I, I'm a king of the king. I am the head and not the tail. I'm the linen and not the bower. Money coming to me now. I believe it. I receive it. I name it. I claim it. I, I'm out of debt. My knees are met. I got plenty more to put in store. I owe no more anything but the love of Jesus. My pockets are full. Pockets, you are temporarily empty. I command money to come my way right now because I have seed in the ground and I call it to rise up on my behalf and go to work for me. promise when you begin to do those things I promise you that you will start seeing a change in your life
It's your boy Drew Moore. And that's it. See you next time.